Okay, okay, let's do this post-game show. Islanders versus the Canucks. Uh, the Canucks won again. That's 14 wins in their last 17 games. As of right now, they're nine points above the playoff bar. April, couple months away, I'm telling you, don't, don't pick up those late-night shifts. Don't work that graveyard. Get that morning shift because the Canucks are making the playoffs. The Canucks are appointment viewing right now. Fourteen to seven, fourteen to seventeen. That is an elite pace. Elite. Fourteen of seventeen games, and they even won on a Saturday morning. Quinn Hughes, two goals. We're gonna bring up the debate once again because this is getting a little crazy. Okay, and I, I did some, I did some stat checking. They're not fancy stats. Fancy stat Bowen. I like I, it. No, they're not fancy stats because I don't know if fancy stats existed. Back in the day when Edler was quote-unquote dominant. When did when did the league ever think that Alex Edler was dominant? It's not recency bias. Quinn Hughes is the best Canucks defenseman of all time. It's just facts, okay? You're listening to Sippin' on a 40. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. <laughs> Yo, 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 what is up? Welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen. Shout out to SB Nation and Nux Misconduct. And also to the Post It Up Studios in Burnaby. Go get the Nux Misconduct Network. You get four hockey shows with one swipe, one tap. Nick Bondi, Trevor Banks, Kyle Bowen. Bondi is in, is in the studio again. Yo, this guy sends me a text. He's like, yo, can I can I hop on the post-game show? Bro, you're welcome anytime. You don't got to ask, right. can I? Just o- say, open invitation. Just, just next time say, yo, I'm coming, o- I'm coming over. We're doing the show together. See, I, need, well, I don't want to just show up. And Why? Just, I don't know. Just I like, I like everyone to be on the same page. I'm a team hey, player. Man. I'm a team player. Hey, man. It's your building now, so it's all good. Just come and do a show. Who gives a fuck, man? You you, you enjoy just being on the mic more or what? Just get some practice in? I enjoy, I, en- I enjoy, you know, the banter. I enjoy, like, being on the post-game show and giving my immediate... There's no, there's no hotter takes than the immediate take oh, yeah. after a game. Straight up. This is when the takes are the hottest. This is when you gotta just you wanna let them let them fly. You know what I think it is also? It, it's it has something to do <laughs> with this Canucks team led by Jim Benning being way better than we thought they would be, and that love is coming back a bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been I've been alluding to April, early April, game 80s, 80, 81, 82 for when I would feel that love come back. Yo, I may I might feel that sometime this month. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm starting to get that feeling too. You know what? At this point, the game 82 tailgate seems like a, a mortal absolute lock. Absolute lock. Oh man, it's gonna be a must. We gotta we gotta hook up with Favor and see if we can uh, get some of that clout and some of, <laughs> some other people. Okay, because it'll be a good time. I think uh, I think the city will need it. You know, the city's handled you know outdoor viewing parties pretty well. You know, they, they love yeah. it. They love that type we'll, of shit. Right? We'll make well, hey, happen. I will personally be head of security and I will make <laughs> sure that there's no funny business going around. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, so before we went on record, you, you, you used the term appointment television. Appointment viewing. To, appointment viewing when it came to the Vancouver Canucks. Do you honestly feel like that, or is that just a hot after the game take? I think it's mostly a hot after okay. the game take, okay. but you you are on the on a, I think on the correct path when, you know, the, the passion feels like it's coming back for a lot of people. I feel like there's a lot of people out there, you know, who maybe took a break from the Canucks just because they were so bad. Yeah. And they were just so, like, on the vert poorly run whatever you whatever you want to call the canucks through that search they were if you want to look up the stats 
they were literally the worst team in the NHL for a three to four season. Yeah, prior to the season, the last like five years, they were the worst team in the league. And they, hey, that's gonna turn off a lot of people. Of course. But I think you see a lot of people are are starting to come back, and you know the passion's starting to return. Does, does that and say- I think it's only gonna I think it's only gonna ramp up by the time it's like you know early April. Sun's shining a bit more. You mm-hmm. get that springtime feeling. It smells like playoffs. It smells and it feels like playoffs. It feels like playoffs. You get off work and you have you have something to do that is so easy. And that's that's not feeling guilty about just sitting on the couch and watching some television. Absolutely. Real talk, like meaningful television. Now I'm doing it anyways because I'm gambling on every every hey, NHL and enough, NBA playoff enough. game. Uh, but does this does does this say anything about I'll use the term our our character as far as us being so optimistic now? When we've been pessimistic for years and years and years and years, I mean, we kind of. I think it's just the first. It's this is the first optimistic thing that's happened in five years. We're gonna get pumped up for it. Like this is the first what else has we had to in like eight years? What, years. what have we had to cheer for the last four or five years? Around this time of year, mostly around chaos, this time, chaos. Around this time, you're hoping the team loses. Mm-hmm. They get a higher draft pick, yeah. and it's the quote uh, Halford Bruth. It's a, it's a death march. Yeah, man. it's just you're just you're it's, you're, you're you're playing out the stretch until the last game and see where the. Canucks finish. Oh, 100%. 100%. Speaking of draft picks, Mr. First Rounder, Mr. That Trade Was a Good Trade. JT Miller, he picks up his 20th goal. He's turning into one of those players, and he's been this type of player. Even when he's not at his best, he's picking up points. I I don't think that's what they expected when they got him. And man, another goal, bro. (laughs) JT Miller's got 20 bingos already. He's probably going to get to 30. Yeah, he might get around thirty to thirty-five. You which have would to be, you have to make that call be, now. I mean, it's a good trade. I mean, you can't like Bondy made up a good point when he was trying to get me off the fence and pick a side. You can't just you can't just say it's a good trade, but you know? well, you can't say it was a ba- they gave up too much. You can't say with the season JT Miller's having. Oh, they still gave up too much at the time. To me, that's a that's a cop out. No, one hundred because you can always say that JT Miller could have fifty goals and people are still going to say online. Oh, yeah, you still gave too much at the time. Well, if you if he scores 35 goals, is that not worth a first-round pick? If you were to tell me right now the Canucks would trade a 2021 first-round pick for a gar- guy who's guaranteed to score 35 goals, would you not take it? Yeah, 100%. Would you not take it? You take, take it? that 100%. You take the effort. You take pretty much everything about JT Miller. I mean, he's been, yeah, he's been way better than anyone I think across the league has thought. Real talk, real talk. The Canucks, they beat the Islanders 4-3. to three. They allow a late goal in the third period that sent it to OT, but then Quinn Hughes gets his second of the game. Quinn Hughes over the last two games has scored two highlight real goals, including the one today in overtime. Yo, let, let's just cut right to the debate, okay? This whole this whole prime Edler versus rookie Hughes, who's, who's the better player? It's so fucking easy. Now, the votes right now, I think we have like almost 400 votes. It's like fifty-two percent Edler, forty-eight percent Quinn oh, Hughes. Oh man, I'm sorry, but the but the but our listeners are wrong. You're they're you're wrong. wrong. You're sorry. Sorry, you're they're wrong. Wrong. And they're I and wrong. Hey, and this is coming from someone who, at the beginning of the season, yeah, you're the one who said you're the one who said, hey, Quinn Hughes is already the best. And I said, hey, let's pump the brakes a bit. <laughs> Yo, cat, pump the brakes. But I think I've seen the light. I've seen Yo. the light in terms of his dynamic ability to create offense. Canucks have never had a defensive like him. Edler, Edler, like like Cambier explained. Edler was a type of defenseman who was like had offense, was also super fit. He was a totally different defenseman. He was not nearly as dynamic offensively. Yeah, straight up, straight up. Edler was in his prime. If we want to make it easy, I would say, you know, 86 overall, 87 overall, probably the best number two defenseman in Canuck history. He'd be in that level. But I'm hearing, I'm hearing 
hearing words and seeing words like dominant. When the fuck was this guy ever dominant? Doesn't that mean you have to be like in the top 10 of your class? Mm -hmm. I, for me, dominant is a really, really strong word. I think he was maybe really good. Dominant though, you're talking about elite of the elite. Now, I have all these like Norris trophy votes and all the votes from what, 2010 to, all, to 2012. And he was only in the top 16 once. And I believe that was in 2012 where he had, he was what? He had like four votes. Okay. So he's in the bottom half of that list. So you're telling me that this dude was a dominant defenseman in his prime when he wasn't even a top 16 defenseman. I, that's just too strong of a word. Yo, mm -hmm. Quinn Hughes, as of right now, is on pace to have the best Canucks defenseman, uh, best Canuck, uh, year as a Canucks defenseman ever. You know, that, that's just, that's just a fact. Okay. He may get more Norris votes. Then and Brian, Brian Campbell got more Norris yeah, votes than Adler in 2011, 2012. Quinn Hughes may get more Nor Norris votes, not even just win the Calder. He may get some get some Norris votes, and he'll already surpass Adler's Norris votes totals. It's, yo, it's it's just a fact. It's so easy. It's not, it's not what, what are they saying? Recency bias, right? That's the thing. Oh, it's just recency bias. You're forgetting about Edler. No, I'm not fucking forgetting about Edler, yo. I'm not. What was Edler's career high in points? Like? It was 49 points. It's not even So Quinn Hughes is going to break that this season, probably. He's going to break it. It's not even about the points. I know they're different players. There's different players across the league. There's different variables. He was just never as good. It's just a fact. Never as good. And that's nothing against him. That's just saying that's just saying how good Quinn Hughes is. He's remarkable, bro. He's remarkable. He's on another tier. I know it's his rookie season, but let's be real. Quinn Hughes, rookie Quinn Hughes, way, way better than prime Alex Edler. I don't get this whole attachment to Edler and like, why, why can't you just see it? Why can't you just move past it? It's just, it's so obvious. This team's never had a player like Quinn Hughes. No, never, ne never, never. It's so easy. I, no, I, I agree. I agree with you. You know, Edler, I think a lot of people like Tanbeer and bless his soul, Tanbeer. I love Tanbeer. Yeah, great guy. Absolutely terrific. He pretty much did the podcast for oh, us when he was on here. That's why I love bringing him in. It's like, yo, you don't got to do shit. Just ask him a couple yeah. of questions and boom, boom, oh, boom. you're boom, off. Boom. You're off. Yeah, but, 100%. yeah, I think, I think people like just love to reminisce about that, that era. Yeah. Why? They and lost. <laughs> hey, I do too. That's a that's the probably the best team in Canucks history. It was. That's the best chance they've ever had to win a cup. Mm -hmm. Game seven at home can't get can't really get any better chances than that. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I see where I see where it comes, and I, I get it. But maybe I've just moved so past it where even that. So, even, how many votes do you think Quinn Hughes gets for the for the uh, Norris this year? This year, maybe maybe four, maybe three, maybe five. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't now, think do you think he has now? The, the, now he's past Kale McCarr in points. Do you think he has a chance at the Calder? Oh yeah, he's he's gonna be a favorite. Kale McCarr. He'll be nominated, but does he win? I don't know. That's gonna be a. Yeah, we got twenty nine games left. They're both amazing defensemen. I know people are mad at Colorado fans, and it's vice versa. Who's better? Blah blah blah. Yo, they're two remarkable defensemen. You can put them on the same tier. And the fact that this organization finally has a number one franchise defenseman. Alex Edler was never that. Even when he was a prime guy, he was never a franchise defenseman. Maybe. He was, he was, like you said, he was a number two defenseman yeah. who everyone thought would eventually take the next next step to be a stud number one yeah. defenseman, but just never did. Never did injuries and whatnot, but he never did. And Quinn Hughes in his rookie season, undersized defenseman. Here's the thing, when I when I made that bold take, and it wasn't even that bold, it was just so obvious. I've watched so many Canuck games in my life. I've seen you know the highlights of a Yarke Lume and a, a Jeff Brown or whatever. You know, N nobody in the league 
can name you. Like if you go to other fan bases, unless you're you're talking to a hockey nut, a hockey nerd, nobody will name you the top five Canuck defensemen of all time because they're all just like number yeah, four um, guys, number three uh, guys. Jovanovski. No, not I'm not talking to Vancouver fans. I'm talking like oh, across the yeah. league. Like they haven't had a lot of names, a lot of studs out here. Now Probably not people, a lot of people know Bieksa, but yeah, it's just Quinn Hughes is that guy now. Everyone knows Quinn Hughes across the league. This team has never had someone like him, and it's uh. It's, it's fascinating to see. And when I saw it early in the season, and I just knew right away that he would, yeah, the, he's the best. He's the best. Nope, this team's never had him. It was. It also had something to do with his poise and how he talks to the media and how confident he is. He's He's got that baller mentality, that Mamba mentality. He, he reminds me a lot like Elias Pettersson. He really does. And he wants to be the best. Yeah, they both just seem like guys who were constantly like looking at their game, finding yeah. ways to improve. There's that legendary story that the late Jason Botcher talked about Pedersen while he's trying to work on his shot, like just trying to break it down, like step by step. Quinny seems like a very similar player in the way he breaks down his game. Oh, now this is me never talking to him or never being inside no, the locker room. he seems like that. He but seems he's, like but that. from the outside, Bro, that's what he seems like. you watch sports, you watch all different types of sports. Like when you hear hot- Maybe that's a question. We ask guest of Power of the Towel next week, Sadi Arshaw. Hey, hey, yo, you dropped it, eh, TBT. TBT. Okay, I like that, I like that. Okay, Look ask to him. It. Okay, so maybe ask him this. Like, you go across the board, and, and he brought up the whole Mamba mentality thing and bringing it up with Pedersen, and he got kind of, like, ridiculed for it, which I don't get. I, I mean, don't get it either. Kobe like, Bryant would not give a fuck. Yeah. He would love that, okay? It's not disrespectful to it's say not. other athletes are, are have that Mamba <laughs> mentality. That's what People he wanted. So That's what, what mad, he wanted. Bro. People are just so mad. They just want to join the fucking ride on Twitter. Anyways. Talk about that mentality. Not every player has that. And across the world of sports, you kind of recognize it right away. Like You can tell when a guy just wants to be the best. When we say things like Quinn Hughes in his rookie season is the best Canucks defenseman of all time, there are some people out there like you in the beginning and Quadrelli guys that were like, yo, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Maybe that was associated with not having to put on added pressure. Yeah. We don't also, season. as Canucks fans, he, we don't want to get burned in these situations. We've It's happened before. Fuck, fuck the pressure. You don't think Quinn Hughes, he's the type of guy that lo would love hearing that people are already talking about this. I guarantee maybe, maybe it. He's, maybe he's listening right now. I yo, he probably is. I guarantee that he loves it because that's how Quinn, much Quinn, what's up, bro? What's up, come on, the, Come on my podcast, please. Quinn, you're just the best Canucks defenseman of all time. Thank you. Uh, on behalf of the city of Vancouver, the province of BC, a Canuck fans all across the world because once again, for some reason, they're there. Bro, finally, finally, the Canucks have a number one defenseman. 4-3 victory over the Islanders. 14 wins in their last 17 games. Make sure you don't pick up those graveyard ships in April. Before we get to the break, should we should we slightly talk about Jacob Markstrom? I mean, he was good again Just today. Another great, another solid performance. That's why I think with this nine-point cushion, it's going to be... I don't know, how many <laughs> shots? Like 38 impossible. shots or something like that? I was going to say the word impossible, bro. It's... Nine-point lead with good goaltending, it's going to be fucking impossible for this team to make the miss the playoffs. It really impossible. is. Impossible. So it's a lock. <laughs> it's a lock, yo. Nine points. All right, I like 29 it. 29 games left. They've had I saw a three money months. I saw, a, uh, I saw a tweet from Jeff Patterson. He pretty much said the Canucks, they have about like 30 games left, actually, I yeah. think. Okay, cool. 39, 30 games 30 left. Games. They would have If they go 15-15, perfectly 500, they would still finish with 94 points at yeah. this point. Yo, it's going to be hard for this team to make, not make the playoffs. And momentum is a it's a big thing. And right now, I guarantee that dressing room is on one. On Sportsnet earlier this week, they even... Now, obviously, you need Speaking to Speaking of Sportsnet, can we talk about how in the first intermission... Oh, yeah, talk they about fucking, they go fucking, go off, go off, go off. I'm, go off, go off. They, they played a feature on William Nylander. They called wait, it, wait, 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 wait. What? 
they call the Canucks game an appetizer. Wait, 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 wait. What? And then they proceeded to play a fe- another feature on Mark Borieski, who has six total wait, goals wait, on the Wait, 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 wait. What? Dude, fuck like, who shit, the, how the fuck, fuck is the Canucks shit, game dude. the appetizer for a Leafs-Sens game that the Leafs are probably going to shit-pump the Sens? <laughs> and with and the two starting goalies are Michael Hutchinson and Craig Anderson. No, we're talking about two teams that faced each other with 29 wins. That was, no, today's today's game was a good game. It was we a good really game. That was no appetizer. That was a good game. And people always wonder why they shit on sports. It's shit like that. Why are we not getting... I, I understand hey. right after they had like Jim Benning on, which was cool. But why during the studio first intermission are we straight going to the Leafs? Because they don't they're just dumb. They're just dumb. Uh, but you know another what? Another example of the Toronto sports bias, Toronto and sports media. Yo, you know what? Let's not let's not blame others, okay? Let's just do a better job on the West Coast. because uh, we're not gonna be able to fix I'm happy that. to. I just, yeah, I just had to speak my I piece. No, I was mad. Enough, I was enough. very upset. I know. It makes no sense. Like you got my people in my fucking city waking up that early to watch their Vancouver Canucks game. Nobody in fucking Toronto or in the East Coast is watching that game and you're not even catering catering towards them with with content, with media content. All you give them are some fucking post post period interviews that fucking suck. Nobody watches that shit. I'm sorry. Who the hell watches that shit and learns something? Nobody. And a lot of it is Nobody. Just, and a lot of this stuff on the road for the Canucks is just videos they made. They I, made. It's on YouTube already. It's on YouTube, and I've already watched it. Yo, it's so stupid. It's lazy. It's uh, it's part of the reason why hockey broadcasting, just in general, it's so mediocre. It really is. And it really does have to do with Sportsnet having all the games. There's no competition. Once you get rid of your competition, yeah, you might be making some more money, but it's detrimental to the actual content building. And just do better. Like that that's actually a damn shame. Like why the fuck are you talking about William Nylander, who I have nothing against. I really don't. I don't I, I'm proud I have, of the dude. He, he's he's a leaf, so I have something against okay, him. Fair enough. It just it's not fair to the people who woke up at ten in the morning. And once again, we're talking about a team. There's so many storylines that you could bring up. Like, don't get lazy, make some content. This team's been the worst team for five years. Jim Benning, bro, people want the I was on this I was on this wagon. People wanted this guy gone. I would have packed this dude's bags. He's flipped the script somehow, some way. Jake for Tannen, shotgun Jake. That's that's the most fascinating thing ever, man. Shotgun Jake is doesn't make sense, but it's so cool. Yeah. So it's speak. So cool. Yeah. People shotgun beers after goals. There's so, so many different storylines to make content out of. Don't get lazy. On a scale of one to ten, so how stupid. worried are you about him getting the twenty goals? I think it's inevitable at this point. I'm just more worried. So about you've accepted the, it. Uh, like, yo, what I have to do. You've accepted it. At this yeah, point. I've already looked at some video editing, t- editing <laughs> techniques and like. See, I, what did I tell you the first time we we talked about this? What it, what you could do to cheat it is just have shock on one of them and loop it three times. I'm an honest person, <laughs> honest network, honest podcast. I think maybe next week on Bondi's court, we're gonna have to settle it. We're gonna settle, or even ask Sat. You know, he's the voice yeah. of reason. He's one of the voice reasons on the on the network and uh, not on the network, but on. And the whole fucking network of Vancouver used to say, and yeah, just uh, just ask him, let him have some some say on that because I've talked so much shit about Jim Benning, Jake Vertanen, all these things, and I'm kind of getting slapped in the face right now. I'm probably not alone. I'm not ashamed. It is what it is. And for for new listeners, how was I? How was I allowed to join in on the fun of Shotgun Jake? Mm-hmm. That's, that's bullshit. That's fake. That's fugazi. I'm not a fucking phony. I'm real. But I did make that bet. 20 goals, I shotgun three tall cans. I only said that because I literally thought it was impossible. Literally thought it was impossible. Now, he's probably going to get it. He really you know, know what would be awesome? If we had Jake watching you as you shotgun three tall cans in front and of him. And after I start puking, he's yeah. just laughing. He's like laughing. Kicking me in the fucking yeah. uh, stomach. <laughs> Take that. 
right? Oh, man. Okay, sipping on the 40. Uh, it's Saturday, 1 o'clock. Uh, me and Bondi have done this whole breakfast thing, this breakfast debate. We're going to do it after the break. Let's talk about cereal, okay? Cereal, why not? Real talk, you're listening to Sipping on a 40. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, okay, we are back on sipping on a 40 Canucks win, 4-3 to three against the New York Islanders. Another win, yes, another win. DJ Khaled, another one. Quinn Hughes, two goals, best Canucks defenseman of all time, way better than Prime Edler. It's not even close. Come on, people. Are you blind? <laughs> Real talk. Do you watch hockey? It's, it's not that hard. Quinn Hughes is phenomenal. There has never been a Canucks defenseman prior to him. That's been phenomenal. It's an easy choice. Now, Saturday, 1 o'clock, the West Coast had to get up at 10 a.m. I'm assuming that some people had some cereal this morning. Not and me. And this is what Bonnie and I do after these games that are early. We usually ended off with some breakfast talk. And I want to talk about cereal basically, basically because I was inspired last night by some kid that I met at the studio. And mm. kids, cereal kind of connects, okay? So last night at 2Track, shout out to 2Track, shout out to Natasha, Chaos Club. I met some 15-year-old producer that's already signed to a record label, okay? 15 years old. Damn. And he was, when I saw him at the place, and it was packed with other creators and other artists, and there were just other studios open and people were making music. This guy just had his hands in his pockets, and he was vibing out. I didn't know how old he was. I knew he was young, but he was just vibing out. I crossed his path, and I found out that he was a producer, and he produced some songs for Bosley, and I was tripping out. So I brought him in for an interview, and he, we just chopped it up, the most mature 15-year-old ever. And I was amazed. And that kid definitely, definitely doesn't eat cereal. Like, he's never had fucking Lucky Charms or nothing. This you, guy, you asked him specifically. No, no, because he's so, he's so ahead of the game. I'm telling you, at the age of four, this guy was already eating, like, steak and shit. Like, he was just ahead of the Steak and eggs. Steak egg. and eggs for breakfast, like, something. You know, fuck the cereal, Gotta fuck the protein. Lucky Charms. Fuck the nest quick. I guarantee this guy's never had cereal in his life. He's ahead of the game, bro. I've never met a 15-year-old that actually sounds like a 40-year-old. Amazing. Shout out to Max, okay? Let's talk about cereal. That's a conversation for another day. Shout out to Max. Cereal. Top five cereals of all time. See, I've never been a big cereal guy, so I got I to gotta think about this. Okay. Okay, so Under I'm going. Go first. Go first. Okay, just this is based off cereals that I've had. Um... And no, do I have, do I have no, to? No, no, no order. Okay, no order. Uh, Lucky Charms. Okay, money. money. I guarantee Max has never had Lucky Charms. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I guarantee Max has corn never puffs. had Cinnamon Toast I love cor corn puffs. Corn puffs. Yo, you're you're rocking them right now, bro. Uh, Cheerios. Love nothing wrong Classic. with Cheerios. Classic. Like what? Were you talking about the honey nut or the, the just a regular, just a regular with a little sprinkle of sugar? No, no, just a regular. Oh, ten. Oh, we one nice and healthy. Whoa, whoa, and, whoa, um, whoa! That's that's kind of crazy, man. That's kind of insane to me. You know, I always sprinkle just a little bit, not even a lot. I'm not like a. I'm already getting a shit dude. ton of sugar with Lucky Charms and mm, cinnamon. Fair toast enough, crunch. you balance it out. And what was the other one I always used to have? Yo, the corn puffs are underrated, bro. Something about them, right? To be honest, as a kid, I never liked like the super, super sweet ones. Like, yeah, the chocolate, oh, choco, yeah. whatever yeah. the fuck they're called. Guaranteed, Max has never had those. He probably laughs at people. I didn't like them, those because they're too sugary. Yo, this 15 year old had the audacity to tell me that 
He doesn't party. He doesn't hang out with his friends. He just gets to work. And then he's like, all, all business 24-7. I like it. Yeah, what? Who the fuck are you? It was amazing. It was amazing. Kids never had cereal in his life. Because they know, man. Because he can see past the bullshit. You know when you get older and you're like, yo, all these cereal commercials were a lie. Like, you know, part of a balanced breakfast? Suck my ass. That, that's not even true yeah. at all, bro. They always have a nice me. spread with milk. Orange juice. Orange, yeah. Like toast? A, yeah, toast or orange juice. Maybe a grapefruit on the side. And like, yeah, kids actually believe that that's how you start your day and you'll be healthy as fuck. Guarantee Max was like, y'all are just idiots. Maybe that's why he's ahead he of saw it, through he that shit. He, at six years old, he <laughs> saw through that shit. Straight up. He already knew that people were a lot of kids. So he was like, yo, I got to get off this shit anyway. So what did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, bro, I did the whole cereal thing, bro. No, no, I had some yogurt. Then I took Loki for a long walk. And then I came back and I was doing some laundry. And I did the whole fusion thing, man. Like, I talked about this, right? Leftovers? Oh, you have what, you're a big leftovers guy. So, that's yeah. what so does. I had uh, nice bacon and eggs. Ooh. Fry up some bacon. Simple. Keep it simple. Bacon and oh, eggs. Oh, yeah. Nice. Put some shredded cheese in the omelet. Ooh, ladies, listen to that. I'm telling you, Nick Bondi, shoe chef. Real talk, man. Real talk. Okay, my top five cereal. Not even because I'm on this, like, 2020 be sexy, I'm all for love, go to the gym type of vibe, but I've, I've always been big on, like, oatmeal crisp and, like, the vector cereals for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, okay. But there's, they, for me, they're still probably loaded with sugar. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so it's it's no different than the other stuff. But I really did fuck with Lucky Charms, too. Now that you brought up corn puffs, something about them, it, it was just so simple and delicious, yo. Yeah, they really, exactly. The, yeah. the milk was delicious, too. And, and last, and this is number one, real talk, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Is that your number one? Yo, if you could somehow buy... Cinnamon Toast Crunch, like the milk that comes after in stores, like a shoppers. You know Just how they sell loaded the sugar, yeah. Yo. <laughs> Cinnamon Day, hey. Hey. That's... Why don't we make it? Cinnamon Toast Crunch milk. Cinnamon Toast Milk. Bro, people will be chugging that shit, right? They just lie to kids full of protein. Then, then like, you know, a month later, they have, like, 20 cavities. <laughs> Dude, it is what it is, man. Television always lying to the, to the kids. Yo, my parents, when they used to take me to drugs, through drive-thrus, and I don't know if this is just like an Afindian thing, but they, instead of getting me like Coke and stuff, they'd always get me Sprite because they thought it was like, I don't know, something this about it. They always thought it was healthier. Yeah. Looks it's green. Like, the can's green. It, it must be healthy. Looks more like water. <laughs> I don't know, man. Shit's crazy. Don't lie to the kids. Shout out to Max. That kid was crazy, man. That kid was crazy, man. I, I felt I felt two things. I felt amazed and ashamed. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah. We talking to a kid like that. That's amazing. Shout out to Serial. Shout out to getting up early. Shout out to the West Coast of Vancouver. And all Canuck fans everywhere, man. You got you got up early to watch this game and had to suffer through bad intermission reports. It is what it is. At least you got to watch a good hockey team. Yes, a good hockey team. We're talking about a team that's won 14 of 17. They have a nine-point cushion as of now on a playoff spot. They're going to be playing games in April that are meaningful. I've already said on this episode that it would be impossible. Yes, impossible. I don't see it. I really don't. That this team's going to miss the playoffs. Not with this goaltending. I, I think it's going to be impossible. And I think I'm right. Okay, I, you know what? I pray to God you're right. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. It'll be I'm still, there's still a sliver of me Fair that enough. says that the Vancouver Canucks, they can find a way to fuck this up. <laughs> it's about like, if, it, if, we're like a, if it's a pie, I'd say it's 5% of that pie that's okay. saying there's a way to fuck this up. Okay. For me, it's... I said impossible, but realistically speaking, there's like a 1% chance. Because you're right, there always is a chance, but it's going to be super, super hard. Especially when you got the best Canucks defenseman of all time playing on the roster. Quinn Hughes, two bingos. That last goal, man, Alex Edler couldn't, couldn't pull that goal off if nobody was on the ice. 
That's just a fact, bro. Quinn Hughes can only... You're making Tambier cry right now. The way Quinn Hughes moves is like, yo, he's just a natural at it. He's got the the God-given talent to do what he does. And the guy's got poise. And Tambier and and those people, y'all stuck in the past. Y'all are so wrong. Appreciate greatness now. That's all I'm saying. Appreciate now. Ultimate greatness. Quinn Hughes, the Canucks, 4-3 win. Get the network, the Nux Misconduct Network. Shout out to the Posted Up Studios in Burnaby. You get four shows. Yes, four shows. Power of the Towel. Nick Bondi returns on Tuesday. I'm here in Satshaw. Is on the program, the Cloud Tour 2020, doing doing big things. You got Silky and Filthy coming out every Thursday, then every day on the weekdays. You got the Quickie, which has gotten a lot better. Shout out to Trevor Banks, man. He's a... Uh, I'm proud of that guy. He's been able to really like orchestrate a five minute program, and I just found and they're that, very informative. They, yo, I found out they're off the dome. I think he's lying. I, I'm no. sorry. I think I think he's like he's literally just like flexing too much. Bullshit. No, but this guy. Show, like, show me the receipts that it's like just off top off of your the head. Dome. Get the hell out of here, bro. You fucking liar. Don't lie. Don't lie to the the two people who are working with you. you can't set that tone across the board. Get out of here. Go get the network. Have a good morning. A good afternoon. A good night. Enjoy your damn Saturday. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we, we appreciate it. The Canucks are not, they're not missing the playoffs. Celebrate, yo, celebrate.